Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Sorry, what did you say? I keep getting told that my iCloud is full. And it keeps notifying me and I've got a, a permanent notification I can't get rid of. Wow, AJ, that is crazy. <laughs> You're here with the Carl Popshire podcast. <laughs> My name is Richard. I'm joined by AJ in the same room, barely in the same room. We are, what's the, what's the scenario here, AJ? So we're recording in person. I didn't know we were recording until you put on your podcast voice. Yep. Um, and we, I'm in Auck, up in Auckland, and Richard's little baby little office is too mm. small to fit. Well, in my defi- oh, Jess, what was that? You okay? We're All recording. Right. The door is open to the office, meaning that the entire like sound any- of the world is being recorded. Yeah, like not Jess just- dropping something. <laughs> um, which you know, we shout out to Jess. Hope she's okay. Sh- shout out and shout out to the boys. We hope they're okay. What are we talking about today? AJ. Um, well, I was talking about how my iCloud. Yeah, what's up with that? <laughs> it doesn't. It keeps saying it's full, and I don't use it, mm. and I'm, I can't check the notification. Wow, why not? I don't know. It just keeps because it says. Have you, you have tried to, checking the notification? Whenever I check it, it says so. What? What would? Which? How much would you like to pay to upgrade mm. it? It doesn't say so, unregister or delete uh, yeah. iCloud, an app which isn't on my phone. We've been sharing a um. Uh, what do you call it? Premiere Pro login mm. for a, quite a while, and then I, I it was more just I was freeloading off yours. Yeah, and then now I know you have a laptop and a computer, and only lets you log in twice. So I was like, all right, well, I, sh- I should, you know, I, I don't mind paying for my own. Mm. And so I went on and bought. I went on and upgraded mm. to like a paid account. I, I it took me ages to log out of your account, mm. and then log in back as me. And then it goes, cool, do you want to upgrade to a paid account so you have um, Premier Pro? And I would go, yep, I'd go through the process. And then it goes, uh, you're actually already upgraded. So you can't go through the process of upgrading. And so when I log out again and try to log in, it says, hey, you need to upgrade. And then, so I log out, I log back in as me, and it still says, you need to upgrade. It doesn't. Le- it, there's no option for it to be. You're already upgraded. Right. It, you have to go through the process of upgrading. And I did it at the wrong time. I did it through the website rather than through the right. app. And so now it just there's no way for me to log into Premiere Pro now. And I'm paying for it. I don't. I don't even use my account anymore. I now share oh, really? an account. I'm freeloading off with Tim Bat. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Well, then I shouldn't feel bad about using. Um. Old don't say my password it's still my password for other things um so what is different well we already explained that we're in the same room in the same room that was all this whole conversation started from but we are talking today about the marvel cinematic universe yes this is something no other podcast ever does yeah this (laughs) is kind of a film franchise follow-ups-esque 
mm. adventure we're going on. We did it last year. We did it last year. We did. And we would have done it the year before, but nothing <laughs> came out because it was 2020, of course. But yeah, instead of doing like a proper film franchise follow-ups on our Patreon every time a Marvel movie comes out, because there's so goddamn many of them, we thought we'd do like a bumper episode mm. and... This isn't like your normal film franchise Fortnite's episodes or the Patreon podcast. We haven't rewatched the films. Obviously, we've seen Wakanda Forever very recently because it only just came out. But mm. yeah, when we're talking about Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness and Thor Love and Thunder, which are the other two films that came out in the MCU this year, we are casting our minds back. Yeah, and like I think it's this idea to do this annually now is it was born out of like the idea that like we're the franchise podcast but we covered the big the biggest franchise in the world a couple of years back and so it's our way of like keeping keeping up keeping tabs it fresh yeah so people it. still know what we think of the what MCU. we think of them yeah. yeah which you know as as two white men on the cusp of 30 <laughs> we're i think uniquely qualified to talk about mm. so yeah the, so, the the three films we're doing the films this this week yes good point and then the tv yeah and, the, the disney plus stuff yeah, right. in two weeks time after we've covered the cornito trilogy so yeah the first things first should we start off with doctor strange and the multiverse of madness mm. roll the theme roll the thing the theme the theme yeah yeah the, the theme song for this podcast What's the theme song? I don't know. I just assumed there would be one. <laughs> I've never, I've never had to organise getting one. They just, they just appear in the edit. I thought that was something you did. <laughs> okay, this was this a cold open? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is all a cold, a cold open. Um, this might be the coldest open I've ever, th- I've ever oh done. Oh my god! Yeah, it feels like I'm cracking it open with the boys. <laughs> That's how much of a cold one it is. So, yeah, Doctor Strange, The Multiverse of Madness. First things first, yeah, directed by Sam Raimi. What's it about, generally speaking? And I'll, on the the monitor, which is awkwardly far away from both of us, I will pull up the Wikipedia page and <laughs> we can get Rotten Tomatoes, etc. Do you have a wireless mouse or anything? No, okay. Uh, Doctor Strange and The Multiverse of Madness, from memory, is about uh, Doctor Strange has to <laughs> yeah, Richard accidentally was holding control while scrolling and so the page shrunk to 25%. Um I think it was something like due to the due to the the spell from Spider-Man No Way Home um the multiverse is is in shambles and it's up to Doctor Strange and America Chav- Chavez is that her name? Um who what's does she have a superhero name? Uh, yeah, her super, superhero name is America Chavez. Oh, she doesn't have a... No, so no. her comic series is just called... Yeah. Okay, well, it's up to the two of them to work out what's going on in the multiverse and how mad. How mad is How it? mad, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. How the multiverse got its madness back. Mm. So this film has 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm. And yeah, this was kind of, you know, the... We were pretty lukewarm on most of Phase 4 last year, and I think the, you know, in stark contrast to the cold open we just had, mm. we this was, quite, again, quite a lukewarm response, mm. I think. As, for me, this was 
I've I've recently become a film reviewer, and this is one of the first ones I did. Hmm. And I think it was I think my headline was like Multiverse of Madness misses the mark, hmm. and and people were like, "You've ruined the film for me." <laughs> like people were like it just came out asshole, <laughs> and now you're spoil and now you're spoiling the film for you're everyone. Spoiling your opinion of it. <laughs> That's the thing. It's like like I literally just said like. It's a multiverse hopping adventure. To say any more would be spoiling the film. It's like, I'm so, there's so little plot information in that review. Mm. Um, but yeah, people, like, I was going to go see this and now I'm not because yeah. some guy on the internet <laughs> thought it was bad. Well, one news. That is true. Bad. Yeah. The, 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 the nation's greatest broadcaster. Mm. So yeah, this film for me, it, it missed the mark, but I think. <laughs> Shut up, asshole. <laughs> I think, I think misses the mark, the colloquialism probably is stronger than i felt i mm. think it 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 missed the mark in the sense that it didn't quite hit its target mm. but missed the mark is normally something you'd say you know when something's like really bad okay i guess i am editing this episode <laughs> why i was just gonna chuck it up yeah but why well, well, you're explaining oh, that you just sneezed really loudly yeah like and it was you being loud on purpose you didn't need no to be that's that that's how loud i sneezed oh, you could have gone a couple of decibels quieter i think i could have gone louder it's actually so annoying that you did something much louder than anything else i had to sneeze <laughs> aj i don't know what you want me to do all right yeah so um well okay this is the kind of awkwardness you can only feel when two people are <laughs> staring each other in the face I'm, a meter apart from each other. I'm looking back at you and back at the screens in front of me. So it's not just uh, staring at each other. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you're avoiding eye contact <laughs> as well as making eye contact. I didn't know I was. The two you- most awkward things you can do with a person are make eye contact mm. and avoid making eye contact. <laughs> it's true. There's, yeah. there's, they're damned if you do, damned, damned if you don't. If you, don't. Yeah. you know, when you're really close to someone and you can see them darting between choosing which eye to look at? But can you notice that? Yeah. I didn't think people could notice. Do you I'm going to do it to you. Okay. Oh, right, darting, not yeah. focusing on one. No, yeah, like like darting between the two. Right, I, I usually focus <laughs> on one eye. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so yeah, why, so- yeah, why did it miss the mark for me? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, the thing about this one, and this was a really interesting one to see like the critical response and the film bro response and stuff, because it's one of those things where I was like, yeah, you know, wasn't my favorite Marvel movie. And then people would come would come out and be like, oh, like Marvel fanboys like are hating this movie because of how how Sam Raimi it is. It's like this it's got this dude's signature all over it and you just can't handle that. And it's like, no, I liked all that stuff. Yeah. And that was that was the biggest sort of argument. And it was one of these things that it felt like it wasn't okay to dislike the film because then you were being like a Marvel simp and you weren't liking mm. real cinema. And it's like, no, I like the real cinema of it. I actually hated the Marvel stuff. Because yeah. This one has some like such uh, uh, egregious fan service in the middle of it. And it is the film stops to go, mm. look who we got. Yeah. 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 I think, um, cause it's quite an interesting uh, journey to get to multiverse of madness as in 
in real life, not the narrative in the film. Because yeah, it just happens straight away. <laughs> it, well, it started with because um, Scott Derrickson, who directed the original, mm. was originally going to direct this. Got as far as publicly announcing it was going to be a horror before getting fired mm. or you know leaving for, leaving creative, differences. for creative differences. And I think people assumed because the only creative choice that heard was that it was going to be a horror. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah. The, the creative difference. Um, and then they shocked well, everyone because on the at the announcement he was like it's going to be the first scary marvel film and feige's like it is still going to be pg-13 <laughs> and yeah so uh then they so everyone was like oh marvel are too afraid to do a scary movie and then they were like we've hired sam raimi and it was like uh okay mm. <laughs> that's a you know because it was such a power move because it's like i preferred sam raimi as a director yeah, to Scott yeah. it's one of the few like example because there's been a lot of you know directors mm. coming and going from projects lately and it's it, like, it's probably one of the only times when yeah, the better director is the replacement yeah yeah and i think what what was interesting is that like leading into it everyone was like well you know is it, is it gonna be just another marvel movie or is it gonna be a sam raimi film mm. and like the um the the sort of concoction at the middle of this the 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 the, um what am i trying to say the molotov cocktail that this was it is called multiverse of madness and multiverse is all the rage so of course it's going to have beef chock block full of references which sounds kind of antithetical to the kind of thing that sam Raimi would want to do uh and i had a very unique experience with this movie where i was saving money to go see to go to england for a couple Mm, of weeks and so i did not see this right away yeah. i didn't see this for about three weeks after Very it came out experience. um well it's a unique experience for me i don't know like most yeah, yeah. blockbusters i'm i try to get there within the first You're couple of days busting your blocks and, and i mean especially one which is like spoilers the movie yeah yeah was like well, well I it's got, cameos the yeah, movie, yeah yeah everything that was spoiled for me i did not care about in the yeah, film yeah. and so like i like learned a lot about this movie just by being a person that exists on the internet mm. before it came out. Um, I learned, you know, I, I saw this and that about who was in it and who wasn't in it. Like literally I, I didn't see this movie in time to like thumbnails of YouTube channels. I followed yeah, were spoiling yeah. it. That's how late I waited. Yeah, because yeah. So the, that, that's like at least 36 hours after the film <laughs> yeah. comes out that they usually wait if that <laughs> yeah yeah so when i did see it it was like i don't know what to expect now and i mean i think we feel similar about the film i would go i would say that like the sam raimi stuff is really good i i really love my favorite part of the film is the final act where the way everything works out that he has to possess a dead version of his yeah. own body was like, this is great. What a yeah. great Sam Raimi-esque idea. Like, you're getting your money's worth now. Like, this is such yeah. a Sam Raimi concept to have the main character inhabiting a zombified version of himself. That's yeah. so funny. That's so scary. It is quite a scary movie comparatively yeah, to yeah. other yeah, Marvel there's films. Really, like, there's the moment where Wanda is attacking people through reflections. Mm. Uh, that was fantastic. The moment where she's like chasing them through mm. hallways and stuff as well. That, yeah, there was stuff that you're like, then this is actually like a horror filmmaker who knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the the multiverse stuff, the stuff in the middle where they're like, guess what, everyone? Pizza balls. <laughs> Pizza balls, yeah, okay. I was more gonna, uh, yeah, that's my problem with the movie. <laughs> um, no, wherever it's like, look who we got. 
what? We got him. We got John Bruce Krasinski. Yeah. To be the principal <laughs> guy. <laughs> we got John Krasinski, you know, 20, 2018's favourite pick for yeah. Mr. Fantastic, uh, which felt, I was so shocked. To see, well, I, it had been spoiled, but when I saw the spoiler, yeah, I, was I was shocked to see the YouTube thumbnail. Of it. <laughs> because I was like, they really like went with like the meme of John Krasinski playing mm. Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, and who like who else other than Patrick Stewart is a cameo? Oh, there's a there's a Inhumans yeah, cameo, yeah. which is shocking that they'd acknowledge that show. Yeah. Um, um yeah, and then the other two, yeah, the what you got a Captain Captain Carter. Captain Carter, who's upgrading from action uh, from animated to live yeah, action. Yeah. And then you've got Captain Marvel mm. played by um her friend yeah and then <laughs> then patrick stewart shows up who was spoiled in the first trailer because you mm. hear his voice second trailer second trailer and it was just like i just hated it i was like this it's is such a bad scene this movie. is so stupid it's just it's 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 not it's not serving count richard it's serving nothing wow yeah yeah <laughs> um it's it's i don't know it just felt like the film slowed it's giving down back. <laughs> and like i think multiverse is such an interesting fad and i i call it a fad and not a genre because it's maybe a little too diverse well fad is a genre yeah well. i guess so um <laughs> um because like you come to expect like it's basically like look at all the IPs we have access mm, to. I pee my pants. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> You've done it right now to cool off. <laughs> um, I think like I guess what I'm getting at is like I was expecting the, to me that and Spider Verse does this great. The fun of a multiverse film is to be like look at the different versions of these characters yeah. you know so well. But the like multiverse universe hopping doesn't really happen it's hardly a a multiverse of madness it's not mad at all it's very sensible yeah (laughs) how many universes do they go to there's 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 a like the most visually striking scene in the film where they are crashing through all the different ones and then one's paint yeah um which was also in one of the trailers yeah 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 it was released as a clip beforehand and it was like when i was cutting together my review i was like I don't want to spoil the one interesting thing in the film, but <laughs> I have to put it in. And then they they go to maybe two or three that they sort of spend a substantial amount of time the, in. The two or three that they sub- spend they're substantial- just Earth with slightly different. They're yeah. just yeah, normal multiverses. Yeah. Like spend time in the animated one or the paint one. Like, yeah. Is that not the point of? Is that not why people are attracted to multiverse ideas? And I'm more attracted to that than they went to the Fox X Men universe. I think mm. that which they don't technically, but Patrick Stewart shows yeah. up as Professor X. I don't. It's just. It's just. <sighs> I don't know. It just felt like it did the least interesting part of multiverse uh, yeah. movie. It was, and also the the interesting thing is that there were so many rumored cameo. Like everyone who's ever appeared in a Marvel mm. film was either confirmed or rumored at some point. The one of the biggest ones was that Tom Cruise was going to play Tony Stark, Tony Stark, and superior Tony Stark or whatever it was called. And then, so you have all the shit rumored and it's like, y- you shouldn't go into a film expecting stuff based on rumors and stuff, mm. but it's like you overhype the worst scene in the film. Mm. And then not only is it, does it under deliver, but it's also just bad anyway. Mm. So it's disappointing. And then it's disappointing on a different level. And I also think it's going to be confusing for the future of the MCU where yeah. John Krasinski isn't recast or is recast yeah. or, or whatever. And that's the problem we talked about on last year's MCU wrap up with, loki is like why why is everyone's multiverse self sometimes the same actor who plays them in the universe we know Mm. and then sometimes other actors but they're never the other actor twice 
Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. So like everyone, it's not two Sylvies. Yeah, like like yeah, here. exactly. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I didn't like that. I I really liked the last act of the film, and contrary to what a lot of people have said, I really liked that. I thought it was cool to make Scarlet Witch the villain. Of the yeah, films. I will say that that it, it's the character development for her is like so all over the place and going from WandaVision to this and and reducing her to just being like, I just have to find my kids. And then, and also I I think it was, she was kind of became a bit one dimensional when WandaVision did a lot of really interesting stuff with her, but there is the story. So behind the scenes, the writer was writing a film where like nightmare was the villain with uh, Baron Mordo as like a secondary villain or something. And then, it was like, and then lead in so that Scarlet Witch will be the villain of the third one. And he was like, well, I've got access to this great villain. Why am I, instead of developing a character over the course of a movie, why don't I do that off screen? <laughs> and then I can, I can write the cool villain now. Like he literally says in the um, Doctor Strange Assembled episode, he's like, yeah, why would I- Sam Raimi, you mean? No, no, the, the writer of the film. Oh, the writer. Um, says, yeah, why would I hand off a good villain? to another writer when i can have her now so he threw out so we, so baron mordo is you know set up in the, in the first one to be his arch nemesis they never face off we meet one universe where oh, i was thinking of the guy from civil war and falcon the winter soldier who's there oh baron zemo oh, <laughs> um, baron yeah yeah but yeah so it's like he meets him in an alternate universe with where he's friendly the last time they saw each other they were kind of friendly and it's like, oh, this guy's going to kill me. But no, he's friendly because, oh, in the uh, six years since the last film, we've hated each other. We've dueled thousands of times. <laughs> but you you don't get to see any of that because the writer mm. didn't wasn't interested in that. And it's like, and yeah, there, there is something to be said for like not writing something that you don't find interesting, but to just completely speed up and ruin a lot of this character development right. just because you want to play with that toy. Yeah, right. Is... Uh, it's That's like, not good filmmaking. Hmm. Why do you think Sam Raimi did this? Why do you think he directed this film? I think because well, um, Kevin Feige's like one of his earliest jobs was you know working on those that original trilogy of Spider Man. But that's that's a revert that that's. That's like Sam Raimi did Kevin Feige a favor. Yeah, but I'm, I'm saying that like I'm sure they have a, a great relationship. Right. And you know Sam Raimi hasn't done anything in a long time, and I think that. Yeah, he's probably, you know, if you'd, if you'd spoken to Sam Raimi since between I was the great and powerful and now, if you'd said, hey, would you direct a Marvel movie? He probably would have said something along the lines of, it would be fun to return to the yeah. world of superheroes, you know? Yeah. And so I think that it's something that he wasn't, he was probably open to doing a superhero movie again. He's mates with Kevin Feige and the chance to play in the sort of superhero sandbox as well as the horror sandbox at the same time would have appealed to him. Because he likes Doctor Strange. Yeah, well. he does like Doctor Strange. Yeah, because he's referenced in the Spider-Man movies. Yeah, right. I think, um, yeah, I guess I, 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 I wonder how he feels about this movie. I wonder how Sam Raimi feels yeah. about like contractually needing to include all yeah. the cameos because that feels like the kind of thing that he doesn't like. I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if in, an, in, in another universe, if I'd heard Sam Raimi be like, the 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 MCU is a theme park. They're not really yeah, films. Yeah. Like he seems like that camp. Yeah, but him. then you think that he also made like Oz the Grand Powerful. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. It's like- At like, least that's like a vaguely original- it's not original in the sense of yeah. Wizard of Oz, but it's like it's not like part of the Wizard of Oz franchise. Oh yeah, but it's a big like Disney film. Yeah. Like the thing is that like Sam Raimi, he's a he's a film bro director, but it's funny that it's like 
he's not a very serious guy. Like, <laughs> think of like his his like, you know his most serious films, like Evil Dead Two. Like, mm. pretty pretty silly film. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah. Sense. Speaking of silly films. Well, first of all, don't we have like segments that we do for the the MCU movies, or is that at the end of the episode? Oh, with the post credits, we did two, stuff. didn't we? Was Hello. it the cats in the cradle? That's what you should call this room, the cradle. Yeah, I will. So the every, every time the cat comes in, you can say to me, AJ, the cat's in the cradle. And you'll know exactly what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, he loves, um, I know it's cliche, but he loves hopping up on the keyboard. Uh, yeah. um, but well, now that I'm not at the keyboard, he probably won't. <laughs> um, yeah, do we do that as a segment at the end? Yeah, of- we, uh, we can, should we do it now? Was what it, did you think of the post-credits? Was it post-credit one? scenes and Stan Lee cameos that we did? Yeah. Yeah, Stanley does not cameo on this. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, do you know why? Because <laughs> he fucking died. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember one of the post credits. Oh, there's two post credits scenes. Yeah, so the first one, the film ends in this really weird place where Doctor Strange is just walking along. He's, he's done everything, oh, yeah. and then just this third eye just fucking explodes out <laughs> of his head. And then we cut to the mid credit scene, and Charlize Theron shows up as mm. Clear. And she's like, come with me if you want to live. And then the second one is Bruce Campbell finally stops hitting himself, who's obviously the pizza popper, and who always gets paid. And he laughs directly into the camera. And says, it's over. Which feels like some kind of <laughs> veiled message. It feels like this. It's, it's, a, it's a very Sam Raimi thing. Mm. I mean, that was fun. And that was like a funny little mm. fuck you to people staying to right to the end. But yeah, what did you think of the the clear... Cameo. It means nothing insane. to me. Insane. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, so him, the the third eye exploding out of his head is a is a better ending, I think. Yeah. And so it's weird to to then go like, oh, and also uh, this. Yeah. Like, because doesn't he have the third eye in that scene? Uh, he he makes it appear as it before. That's he stupid. We just saw it existed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's. It's a weird, like, double, very similar double beat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But because the, the, there's implication that he's now, like, corrupt because he used yeah, the Darkhold. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, apparently, yeah, Clea is, like, Doctor Strange's wife in the comics or something. Right. And she's the current Doctor Strange as mm. well because he died. Right. Yeah. Much yeah. like Stanley. Anyway, the... <laughs> Yeah, you 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 used the word silly before. Sorry, yeah, what a silly something or other. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Speaking of silly <laughs> films, yeah, we had Thor: Love and Thunder, which came out uh, not too too long after that film. But yeah, what did you think? What's what's Thor: Love and Thunder about? First of all, um, so uh, Thor: Love and Thunder is about um, Thor. Is is he? No, it's Valkyrie who's like ruling new asgard king of asgard Asgard. um and uh meanwhile um natalie portman's character yeah jane uh, foster jane foster returns for the first time since thor 2 the bad one she she natalie portman was probably like yeah i'll do a good thor movie yeah well it's funny (laughs) taika waititi's returning i'll do a good thor movie yeah well that's exactly what it is right (laughs) but yeah it is funny that yeah after doing thor 2 she was like no god no then missed out on the best one yeah yeah uh so she has cancer and in an effort to try and cure her cancer she goes to new asgard where she picks up the uh she finds that she's worthy of of holding mjolnir's remains or whatever yeah because the thor essentially told mjolnir to look after jane and so when jane goes there mjolnir can sense her and you remakes itself into yeah. a 
They're yeah. quite a cool-looking weapon. But yeah, and then meanwhile as well, the villain is obviously Gore the God Butcher, mm-hmm. who yeah wants to eat the rich, essentially. Yeah, so um, maybe that's reserved for our critical analysis of the film. But yeah, he's 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 been done bad by the various gods of the various mythologies, and so mm-hmm. he's gone around um, with a sword that's the corrupted him. Uh, and he's like, I'm going to kill all the gods. And so Thor and the gang along with now Jane, who is cancer-free when she's mighty Thor. Um, but then her cancer's even worse when she stops being Thor. <laughs> they, they go on after, with Korg there as well, they yeah, go don't on Don't worry, even when he dies, he's still there. <laughs> when he goes after, they go after Gore the God Butcher. What does this film? Thor and Korg go after Gore? <laughs> Thor 4 with Gore. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah my, my review for this film used as many <laughs> words rhyming with that as I could. And that was... To hide the fact that I didn't like the film. <laughs> what does it have on Rotten Tomatoes? Uh, it's the lowest, I believe. Uh, oh, 64% now. It was. It's lower than Thor The Dark World, mm. but it's not rotten. I don't think it's worse than Thor The Dark World. It's bad in a different way. It, uh, it's, yeah. a big, it's a bigger swing. Yeah. And yeah. I think that because the swing misses, mm. it it feels like a much worse thing. It's so it was so shocking to see how poorly received this film was. Not because I liked it, but because we I Because it was giving cunt. <laughs> I saw it maybe like a couple of days before the the you know the the feeling the vibe started mm. to swell. Well, that's also one of the sort of benefits of watching a film in New Zealand because we have the Wednesday night previews which it's like Tuesday night in the States mm. or entering Tuesday, um, mm. entering Wednesday. And then the film doesn't come out till like Friday there. Mm. Oh, that's right. like when the sort of the very general public sees it. So yeah, yeah. we sort of have three, three to four days to really develop Just- our feelings <laughs> before. We're learning what our feelings should be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I remember when it ended, my, my initial reaction was just like, Thor Ragnarok is better. And yeah. that's all I know I can feel for yeah. now. Like Thor Ragnarok was so colorful and vibrant. And like, mm-hmm. I missed Jeff Goldblum. I missed Tom Hiddleston. I missed Hulk. I missed um, all of that sort of thing from, from this one. And the more I thought about it, the less I liked this. I don't think it's terrible, but it is probably, that's pretty bad. I think <laughs> I, like what what's shocking to me more so outside of the MCU is like, this is uh, Taika's, first film after jojo rabbit which i think is his career best i mm. i was blown away by jojo i I, rabbit. I i still love hunt for the world of people that's that'd be my second yeah that and jojo rabbit are, yeah. yeah um and so just to see a movie which uh seems so proud of the fact that it has no script um it seems so proud of its weird uh style of humor and people were like the problem with this movie is that there's too many jokes in it and it's mm. like try watch it in a packed theater in new zealand where new Zealanders hate laughing at other New Zealanders yeah. uh, because no one was laughing. No at one any. gave cunt to the <laughs> at all. Um, and the the yeah, and so it's it's it feels very aimless. It feels very half-assed. And like Natalie Portman, I don't think can at least in this film, I don't think she did a very good job like conveying the Tyker style. Yeah, yeah. I think whenever she has a, a comedy beat, I was like. I don't like this. It like when, yeah, when they talk about like she's got stage four cancer and she's like, out of how many stages? And like four that we know of. And then <laughs> explaining like the event horizon, like wormhole thing. It's like all the stuff that just like mm. just doesn't work. The, yeah. the joke that I that I didn't think landed is when 
her and Valkyrie are, are dancing the to like box. a portable yeah. boombox. And I was just like, this is... That's the one where everyone's like, look, this film is bad because it has women in it. <laughs> right. That's yeah. not what I'm saying. Well, you know. <laughs> Actually, well, to be honest, spoilers for the end of the movie, she still dies of mm. cancer for, I can't remember what fucking thing they had to, what what devil's bargain they had to make that meant she had to die. But I was like, you're really killing her off. And you made such a big deal about like, we're casting Mighty Thor. Sorry, edgelords. Thor's going to be a lady mm. in this movie. And then she dies and it's like, well- Oh no! <laughs> I bet, bet the Edge Lords are pissed off that the woman Thor died. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the big thing with this movie is um, not only is Gore the God Butcher uh, correct according to my ideology, he's correct according to the film's ideology, yeah. and yet the film does not look this in the eye at all because he he wants to kill the gods. I don't know why they needed to put this corrupted sword in it because he had yeah. good reason to not like yeah, the yeah, gods yeah. because they don't, uh, well, his daughter dies and his, the gods yeah. don't help him. Yeah. And so he's like, the gods are essentially the bourgeoisie, so let's go go kill them all. And so Thor and the gang go to uh, Olympus. Go to Olympus, Olympia, Olympia, Olympia to, to warn the other gods. And to try and recruit them. Yeah, yeah. And, and it, to, to, the fun little thing, though, he, when he's talking about get, building a team together, mm. he says, uh, he mentions Tumata Nenga, right. um, who's, I think I'm saying that right, um, Tumata Wenger, um, who's the Māori god of war. And you see you see a Māori god yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the... the the Olympian Hall. Yeah. Anyway, Zeus played and by also, Russell. But then one of them's a dumpling as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Zeus played by Russell Crowe is there and he's a dick and he's actually doesn't care about anything and all the gods think this is laughable and then, not so already I'm like, right, so Gore is correct according to the film's own logic there. Yeah. And then Thor kills Zeus and it's like, well now Thor is a god butcher himself. Yeah. And like this stuff, this the stuff I'm but saying. But the argument Taika Waititi would, be, would say, well no, but Zeus doesn't die. He's back in the post-credit right, scene. Sure. But it's like he gets a fucking lightning bolt through the, the heart. He, it's, he, Thor is, uh, tries to kill Zeus. That yeah. much is true. Yeah. But like all of these elements would make for a compelling, um, almost Acabian uh, parallel you could tell some really really compelling stuff and and i think if i were to script doctor this movie i'd be like uh thor should take from this how do i be a good god yeah, yeah. right the film gets so close to looking these conflicted interesting messages in the face but then seems to be not aware that these implications are there like because they're just like all right now we've olympia didn't work so let's keep going after gore and it's like why like and gore you know kidnaps a fucking town full of children so now he is the villain but he didn't have to do that and Mm. i think there is a more compelling thing here where and um i mean black panther did it where the bad the 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 hero starts to kind of understand the villain's perspective um and then uh it ends with uh, they Gore is going to this place in eternity. the center of the universe, eternity, where he gets one wish, yeah. which he's going to use the wish to be like, I wish all the gods were dead. Yeah. And they get there and Jane, it's just Thor, Jane and Gore and Jane is dying of cancer. And what is the situation? I didn't even understand. Like, it's not that I can't remember. It ends up being that like- I didn't understand at the time. Gore wishes for- his daughter to come back and that thor will like take care of right her. yeah and then jane dies yeah and gore dies as well yeah which is like because he's dying because of the necro sword i think right okay yeah. right so but like so 
all three characters only get one wish to share between them. No, there's, I think there's only one wish in existence. And they and it's use the first person to get to eternity. So Gore gets the right. The wish. And they use that wish on the villain's daughter and not well, like something far more altruistic, which is yeah. the, you know, if you're mad at gods because they're not looking after humanity, why don't you use your wish to look after the wish greater instead of the, yeah, instead of the few, which is what they do with, yeah. the, with the daughter. The daughter is comes back, uh, which I also thought was weird. Played by Chris Hemsworth's daughter. Chris Hemsworth's daughter, which feels like it's doing the heavy lifting of the emotion and the scene mm. at the at the end when it, they're, they're now their love and thunder they yeah. team up. Because I was just like, what is, like, this feels like, what it is, is on set because Thor, Chris Hemsworth knows it's his daughter and Taika knows it's, it's Chris Hemsworth's daughter. They feel like this is a really cathartic, cute mm. daddy-daughter scene. But to anyone who doesn't know that, it's just like, why did like because there's not even like a through line of thor wanting a child in the Mm. movie like it's so there is a little bit no it's it's family it's not specifically a child or it's it's settling down or it's a life it's not specifically a child which is what i think it needed to be and it's so weird to watch a like i've never seen a better example of like a first draft of a script being adapted, mm. right? Like this has got. Well, th- this is this is um, Tiger went from unproven talent and for Thor Ragnarok to a blank check director in the yeah. space of five years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I just thought it was that all that stuff was so strange and undercooked and dog was strange. It was it was madness. It was a multi. <laughs> it was a movie of madness. And yeah, I just I don't know. I just I it, it has so many things that piss me off in it, and it's like. What? Yeah, Jess was watching it the other because I she had COVID when it came out, and so mm. she'd need it getting to see it. She was watching it on Disney Plus the other day, and I just there were so many moments where I was like, "Oh, this bit coming out is real stupid." <laughs> like, <laughs> um, and the, 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 yeah, there's so many bits that I was, and it was really a movie because I I saw it not like early, early, but I saw it like before anyone mm. else any, and, and then I had to do a review of it, and I was like, I think I didn't like it. Mm. And I was but like, you're a I, New Zealand film reviewer, so you, the yeah. only way you can tell the world you don't like Taika is on your podcast with the majority of your audience yeah. is American. <laughs> um, and but like just going around the newsroom, being like, has anyone seen this movie? Because I just need someone else to say yeah, they yeah. didn't like it. Because the only other people that I, the only, the only one other person had seen it. And it was, and, and there was two interview Taika, mm. and it was very like you know Taika like serve me cunt you know. <laughs> okay, I regret bringing serving. Well, I, I yeah, you really made it okay, and, and so, <laughs> but yeah, then so by the time it got to, and this was also my first. This is a milestone review for me because this is my first one I did on like the six pm new, you know, prime time right, news. Right. And I had to be like, fuck, I have to badmouth Taika Waititi hmm. on primetime news in New Zealand. And I, I, in my sort of piece to camera, the bit where I'm like actually on screen during the review, I said, look, I, it was a mixed bag. I'm not going to insult Taika Waititi on national television in New Zealand. I'm not insane. <laughs> yeah, right. So you um, say that on the yeah, actual yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was like really having to be like do not come after me and it's also not tall poppy syndrome yeah it's just a mixed bag of a film mm. and yeah it's just the sort of the himbofication of thor was like really fun and and ragnarok but mm. now it's like it's just gone too far because ragnarok also had like that whole thing about being worthy and not needing your hammer and stuff like that it really felt like the character did something where it's just a goofball in this and then the whole thing of 
hear just Tyker's sort of like promotional style for these kind of films just is so off-putting as well, I find. Like, mm. they did the, you know, directors break down a scene where, the, you know, they, they yeah, draw yeah. on the tablet and stuff. And he's, like, making fun of the CGI and stuff like that at a time when Marvel's being, like... Yeah, it was poor timing. It was very poor timing. <laughs> and, yeah, and um, and also just, like, Korg is such a big part of it. There's, like, Korg ostensibly dies in the film mm. and he, he crumbles and, it's, and then that's what sort of drives Thor to kill or to attempt to kill Zeus. And... Then it's, and then it's just, oh, he's just fine. But now we get all these. Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Jokes out of the fact that he's just a face. Mm. Yeah, and it's like, ugh, just it really would have been a much better moment if Korg died here. Mm. But Tiger couldn't write himself out of the movie. Yeah. Speaking of Korg, though, there's an interesting uh, retcon in this that, mm. that you know, because they said this is going to be the gayest fucking movie ever, gayest fucking Marvel movie, and like they said, they they said this beforehand, and then it's not the gayest. Well, what's, the, what's the gayest? It probably is the gayest, but it's like, <laughs> but they said it like. Because they said, oh, you know, Valkyrie is going to be queen of our uh, king of Asgard looking for her queen. And I was like, yes, you know, get it. <laughs> and then that's not really a part of it at all. Mm. Um, Natalie Portman doesn't do anything particularly queer. You know, she was one of the ones. And I don't know, it's just this like, but th- there is a line that that Korg mentions having two dads. Mm. And then later on, oh, Korg has a boyfriend. But he mentioned having a mum in Thor Ragnarok who he had with a new uh, boyfriend who he hates. Yeah, yeah. And... It's interesting because also you, which is my favorite line. Yeah, from but he also um, at the end he, and he he meets a new he meets a new guy called Dwayne Dwayne the Rock. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah, and yeah, it's just very. It, it is interesting though because it's like it, it is this like moment of queer representation, but. It also kind of just like it and almost the cats in the cradle, and I'm freaking out. <laughs> it's eyeing up the desk as if it's about to jump right up. <laughs> but it's you could read that as the Korg. I can't remember what the the species is, but it's an entirely male species. Like, right, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then mm. I think the Cronin God is it? No, the Cronin God sits on a throne of scissors because Rock beat, defeats scissors. Okay, <laughs> don't care about any of this stuff. Yeah. Like, I think it is. There, the the MCU has gone through a journey that started with Thor Ragnarok and has ended with Thor Love and Thunder. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. And it was the journey where it was like, what if these movies were a little bit silly? What if these movies were a little bit funny? What if they mm. they second guessed like powerful moments? And I mean, I guess it started in Avengers, but mm. like Thor Ragnarok felt like a milestone of like these can be borderline straight up comedies now. Mm. And like Thor Ragnarok was well received, and I like it. And uh, I know there's you know there's these hipsters out there that are like, um. I think The Dark World is the best Thor. And it's like... Thor Ragnarok is the best movie. Thor The Dark World is the best (laughs) Thor movie. I don't know. I like... It's it's really interesting to see such a celebrated turn for the character not even get one good sequel out of its, like, Mm. you know, recreation. It was was immediately, like... 
I don't know. It's just everyone kind of hated this movie. Yeah. It's too Thor, silly. Thor Love and Thunder's right behind me, isn't it? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, there's there's just so many weird moments like that. It's it's that thing of, you know, Thor Ragnarok was subversive and fun. And it's like so much of this is like just paint by numbers. It's like, mm. like first draft comedy. Mm. And like you so said, yeah, it's... It, seems proud of not having a script or not being well, it's like the actors are improvising and it's like these aren't really comedy actors yeah i'm not i'm not hanging out for the comedic chops of Nelly like, Portman. Yeah. yeah or tessa thompson like yeah. not even really chris hemsworth i feel like he delivers comedy best with a script not improvising it maybe. yeah 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 so mid-credit scene post-credit scene mm, what were they do you remember them so the mid-credit scene i believe I might have this around the wrong way, but one of the credit scenes was uh, Natalie Portman arriving at Valhalla. Mm. Um, although she meant Idris Elba's Heimdall. Although, interestingly, earlier in the film, it's established that you have to die in battle, not die from your wounds later on. There's a battle with cancer. Yeah. But because but Sif is like, no, I'm dying in battle. It's like, no, you have to die oh, in the yeah, battle, yeah. but you, you lost your arm, so the arm will be in, in Valhalla. But then Jane gets there fine. Mm. So maybe maybe he was just, to be fair, maybe he was lying to um, Sif to get her to stay alive. Right. But then the, the other one is... That's oh. a very generous <laughs> reading of, of yeah. that, that moment. I think that that scene, like I was pissed off that they killed Jane. I thought that was a weird move for the supposed feminist turn for the mm. franchise. But well, then, you can't be too feminist in a Marvel <laughs> movie. And then, but then um, when she wasn't dead, I was like, well, fucking pick a lane, dude. This whole movie... But she is dead. She's it, just in heaven. Yeah, right. But, you know, <laughs> implying she'll be in future thor movies i guess but it's like either this is like there is no solid decision making in this film everything is second guessed well i think the one solid decision is that it should be very silly (laughs) yeah okay (laughs) we didn't mention as well there's the whole like love triangle thing with thor and stormbreak and mjolnir and i just didn't want to talk about it yeah neither (laughs) did i but yeah the the other post-credit scene is uh, Zeus is still alive. He has a funny Greek accent. And then he's like, well... Some might even say an offensive Greek accent. <laughs> <laughs> I saw um, like discussion threads for the film that apparently he's doing like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's a it's an archetype. It's a... Um, there's like... No, there's, there's like a very specific yeah. Australian Greek celebrity. Pe- yeah. Oh, that, no, no. So it's, but that celebrity is, yeah, yeah, it's like, is doing like souvlaki shop salesman right, yeah, yeah. but like, yeah it's, it's it's yeah this it's some australian in joke yeah, of yeah. like australian greek so, something so in, inside that not even new zealanders know yeah. what the joke is but the yeah and then he's like oh you'll have to go get him for me and then hercules is like i'll oh, get him father and best part of the movie honestly for me because uh that the, the actor playing him plays roy kent and ted lasso who's the best character brett goldstein uh the best character and okay. ted lasso and so it was like yeah this was a for me thing not not a for you thing aj but yeah it was it meant like, nothing to me yeah zero i felt zero watching that post it'd be so. like if um diego luna showed up <laughs> <laughs> okay thank you yeah. now i'm excited <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to think of like what to show you like <laughs> that um that I also like. I just haven't watched it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure I would like Ted Lasso, so I'm sure that's yeah. a fair comparison. Yeah, so that was fun. Anywho, we 
Speaking of being very serious, mm. um, <laughs> it is funny because you, yeah, you talk about that like these swings in opposite directions where mm. yeah, Raid Rot's like, oh, you know, what if we got a little bit silly? And then Thor, Love and Thunder's like, what if we got too silly? Mm. And then Wakanda Forever's what if we got too serious? <laughs> yeah, it's course creating for that. It's not. I wouldn't. I, I. I'm not saying that it's a complaint that it's too serious at all. No. Uh, but it is too serious. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It wasn't uh, so much serving cunt as it was. <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> imagine, imagine the gall of like a, like a reviewer for like pop sugar being like Wakanda Forever serves cunt. <laughs> 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 Pop sugar. It, it took me so long to work out what you said there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Wakanda Forever. Yeah, it, it is a lot more of a serious film. What is it about, AJ? Well, reeling from the uh, now canon death of King T'Challa, the uh, nation of Wakanda... You know, what are they going to do? The, the world uh, seems to be trying to, to mine them for their resources while they're vulnerable. Um, they haven't replaced the Black Panther because all the flowers uh, that define what a Black Panther is were yeah, uh, destroyed. The, the heart-shaped herb. Which, were destroyed, which is a weird moment. It's like, I bet they were like, thank God we destroyed these at the first one mm. so that now we have this interesting thing where yeah, no one yeah. can be Black Panther. Um, and the the crux of the story really is, is that there's another... Um, secret nation of uh, humans. They're not really. Well, they're they're yeah, humanoid. Yeah, humanoid. Well, yeah, they were. They were descended from humans. Yeah, yeah. Um, like the hardship. It's called Talokan. It's yeah. based on Atlantis. It's underwater, and Namor is is the king, uh, and he believes that. Um, also, America- yeah, so, so it's important that um, when the meteorite first hit the tiny nation of Wakanda. Uh, that had vibranium. vibranium in it and built their whole, allowed them to have this super advanced place. They said, yeah, there was actually two meteorites and one landed in the middle of the ocean mm. and that's, you know, they were able to make mm. a um, a town there. Yeah, yeah. A little hamlet. Looks miserable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I'd much rather live in Wakanda. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, the yeah, and he, Namor basically believes because of rumblings. He's 400 that, years old. That, that, yeah, that, that have been happening that... Uh, the, the the American military are going to find out that his hometown, his country, <laughs> his nation has uh, vibranium, yep. and they're going to try and like steal it. Um, and they get so Namor says to Shuri and um, Angela Bassett, what's her name? Ramonda. Ramonda um, says like, "You are going to help me fight America and the the United Nations." Mm. Um, and destroy them so that they don't take our vibranium uh, or I'm going to kill you and, and destroy Wakanda, mm. which again is like one of those things where it's like, everybody meet your villain who has a very reasonable concern, who's like mm-hmm. actually in the moral right um, for, for these concerns. Oh, but also here's like a shattering flaw in his- It, it is really funny because <laughs> this is like, this has kind of become your thing as mm. like being like, Marvel villains are too relatable and then they blow up a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like you're going to get to a point where you're just going to start to decide with blowing up a hospital. Right. You're like... I'm you're, being gaslit into... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you're, you're rabbit-holing mm. in, a, in, a, in a way to that... the that, extreme left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so you, I'm in a deep le- alt-left rabbit hole. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you, you're going you're gonna to watch a Marvel film and be like, no, he had to blow up the hospital mm. because... 
all cops are bastards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was there was a couple of cops in that hospital. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, uh, like it's very it's way too long this movie, and there are Two hours 40. there are uh, beats that happen twice, but they happen. Forty five minutes apart from each <laughs> other, um, and yeah, so Wakanda and the other place that I can't remember the name Talakan. of, Talakan, Talakan, go to war um, in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, who's going to win? <laughs> who's got yeah, yeah. the advantage here? Yeah. Um, and Shuri uh, manages to to artificially three D three D print the heart shaped herb, so she becomes the new Black Panther, and she defeats Talakan and Namor, leaves him alive with the promise that they will. If, if America comes for them, they will help defend Talakan, which is like kind of what Namor was already asking. He just mm-hmm. wanted to strike first. And that's sort of the, the final moments of the film implies that, that Namor is like, America's going to attack us. Mm-hmm. It's America. So, of course, they are. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, it's fictional, so... <laughs> Who knows? Well, like even in the film, there's like with um, Martin Freeman's character that he's like, can he says to um, Elaine from Seinfeld, um, who they were married. <gasps> um, he says to, her, I guess he was sponge worthy. <laughs> to Seinfeld reference. Okay, thank you. Um, he says to her like, can you imagine what America would be like if we got the vibranium? Mm. And she's like, I dream of it. Which again is one of those like, how can you like write such a self-aware critique of the USA in your film? And then also basically the plot boils down to Wakanda def- trying to stop like mm. anti-imperialists imperialists from like attacking America. I don't, it's so I'm not saying I'm picking a side, I'm saying it's very complicated. I'm just saying yeah, there's there's good people on both sides. <laughs> I'm saying it's it's a very complicated situation that I don't think the film really addresses in a particularly satisfying way. Well it didn't way. have enough time to. No, it needed another two hours and forty minutes. I mean it needed its lead actor to not die i think mm. a lot of the film is grappling with that and to, i mean it's probably the better parts of the film maybe but. yeah I, th- I think it deals with his death very well mm. uh the out of there's a lot of moments that are really sort of you know made to be tear jerkers but the one that got me is so it, it's the cold open um if you don't know what that is listen to the first eight <laughs> minutes of this podcast but the 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 cold open of the film is to charles funeral or it's a you had Shuri trying to save him using medicine, which is very ironic for uh, Letitia Wright. <laughs> <laughs> but she, um, but yeah, and being unable to save him, they have his funeral. But well, maybe she actually like they're like Shuri, he needs a vaccine, and she's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, that's actually not a very funny thing to say considering the actor did die. <laughs> yeah, but then the opening credits is the the Marvel logo, the the longer form one where it's you know, goes through the logo and you see clips of all the old films and it's all Chadwick Boseman. It's royal purple instead of the Marvel red. And it, and there's no music or anything. And that, that for me, that was the moment where I was like, damn, this is really like really touching. Yeah. I liked this movie. You know, it's probably the best. It's the, the best easily of these three. Yeah. Easily. Um, And I think what, what the best thing I can say in its favor is like, the lead up to this this movie, the production was so tumultuous with Chadwick Boseman dying and Letitia Wright's uh, anti-vax stuff. None of that feels like it. It's the the, 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 the yeah the problems this movie has are not because of these. It's too two long. Massive it's not very things. funny. It's too long. It's not funny at all. <laughs> you need to take a page out of Love and Thunder's book. Yeah, like where are the cameos? You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the screaming goats had just showed up for a little bit, <laughs> yeah the. 
one other like big thing i want to say about this film as well is that like my god the, the first trailer for this film is the best marvel trailer just marvel then, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um such a fucking good trailer and that was like i was apprehensive about the film did you stop there because you're worried you're gonna say apprehensive like i did three years ago yes it was more than, more than three years ago <laughs> i um i've drilled into your head with i was i was literally thinking about apprehensive today <laughs> but it wasn't it wasn't a worry i was going to do it it was like a split second do i make the callback uh. or not um but it it was made anyway (laughs) so yeah the only reason i was apprehensive going into the film was because i was like can it live up to that trailer Mm. um and yeah i'd I'd say it does like it's i'm 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 very glad it kept the tone Mm. of the trailer and it's a very beautiful movie in a lot of ways i think my biggest again it's one of those interesting things with the films this year that like my biggest complaints are like the marvel-y stuff sure and like the fact that it doesn't like doesn't uh ryan coogler's directing Mm. feel like it's better than a man with winged feet coming out of the ocean a city ocean no (laughs) i'm not saying it's a bad thing i'm saying ryan coogler yeah yeah it's so it feels so grounded in so many ways that then he also has to go like Ah, there's there's also this thing that's basically Atlantis. And yeah, this well, I, I, special I, will, flower. I will come back to that. But the the just the, my one my least favorite part of the film. So we were introduced to Riri Williams, who's Ironheart, and I enjoy I enjoyed the character and everything. And she's sort of like making her suit. She's going to get a TV series, and I didn't like that at the end. It was this very shiny CGI, almost identical to Iron Man's suit, and then that two of the Dora Milaje also just get Iron Man suits. These, these must be like comic book callbacks. Yeah, sure. But like the suits were ugly. Like Okoye talks about how ugly they are and then they are ugly. Mm. And then also uh, Danai um, Guerra is like one of the best actors in the film mm. and does such like powerful emotion, emotive acting. Mm. And then for the final battle, you just cover her face up. Mm. But then, you know, she puts it down to have a little quip or whatever. I think she should have been the main character of this mm. film. Like yeah, because the, the scene where, where um, <laughs> where between her and Angela Bassett, where she strips her of her rank, mm. great acting. Well, and that's like that's like a th- scene that should happen to the main character. Yeah, yeah. in a movie, you know. Yeah, but you know, when you got two hours four, you can have many main characters as you want. So, but the the other thing that you're talking about, like the the wings on his feet and stuff like that, that like I feel like another director, or even a few years ago in Marvel, it would have been you know the, the the conversations leading up to it will be like oh he doesn't have his wings on his feet but you know like eagle-eyed viewers will see a, a, a reference tattoo to of wings on he's his got feet. a tattoo of wings or you know his boot has like a, a wing carved into it because mm. he can fly you don't need to know why mm. but um and that didn't intentionally rhyme um but the is it bad that i agree with that what that like it, that it should have he should have had a tattoo not necessarily but like why like i people always get mad when comic book movies make things more grounded than in the comic books i think when they don't it's pretty silly like the, the no see i i think i i disagree i think that this wakanda forever did a really good job of having its cake and eating it too right of or eating its cake and having it too i should say but the 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 idea that it's like yeah it can take this stuff really seriously yeah but he has wings on his feet and it treats him he's you know worshipped as a god by his hmm. by guess, his nation and i i just i just love that they were able to embrace that and there's no bit where a character goes 
<laughs> Does that dude have wings on his feet? You know, like yeah. which you know, and it feels like under another director they would either shy away from that or be like, well, we have to point out how silly it is. Mm. But Ryan Coogler can be like, no, this guy is a god, and he has wings on his feet. I guess I just don't understand why a, a sub a submariner, mm. a submarine humanoid, yeah. devout who you know evolves to the ocean would evolve wings on his feet or evolve wings at all. Should be fins. He should have flippers. This movie should be called Flipper. All right, I went too far there. <laughs> Call me Taika Waititi because I went too far with the comedy. <laughs> so my biggest issue with this movie is... It didn't um, serve enough cunt. It didn't serve enough cunt. <laughs> uh, I think, and it's it's like, it's one of these things where it's like, I more, I more have a problem with the execution than the idea the thematic yeah. ideas that are well achieved. i th- didn't you have a, an issue with the lack of an execution at the end yeah okay that's a good way to put it because i think <laughs> namor probably should have died at the end of this movie so he goes here's here are the the broad strokes plot beats of the movie right he goes um you have to align with um atlantis <laughs> the telecon. <laughs> the telecon um or or i will kill you they go uh no we are not aligning with you uh, he attacks them. He kills uh, Ramonda. Like he kills a bunch of people, um, non-main characters, <laughs> um, and then goes away and is like, "Lick your wounds. I'm coming back. Yeah. And if you're not, I'm coming back for you, baby." I better be a good TikTok. Be like, <laughs> "Name more after he kills Queen Ramonda. I'm coming back for you, baby." <laughs> I can make that tonight. <laughs> Um, so broad strokes, broad strokes. So then they, they, they take this time to prepare for war because they're like, no, we're not going to back down. Sure. He becomes the black. Yeah, Panther. We're going to, we're going to fight him somewhere where we're comfortable the middle of the ocean <laughs> um and so they go to fight um shuri as black panther and namor get onto this island where they fight um, well because they, they they find that that water makes them powerful so, so they, they dehydrate they, they dehydrate him. Him. Yeah. um and shuri gets stabbed through the body that doesn't seem to affect her that much yeah. in the long term and she uh basically gets namor in a you know you have to yield or I will kill you right now. And he sees there's no way out. So he goes, okay, I yield. They go to the boat where hundreds of each side has been murdered. Mostly Wakandans. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they go. And- they're down to just their main characters. <laughs> and they're like, all right, stop. We've reached a truce, right? And the truce being that like, we are not go- going to war with America, but if America tries to come for your vibranium, we will help you. Mm. I think it is incredibly frustrating that all of these people died, including a main character and probably the best actress, best mm-hmm. performance in the film in Queen Ramonda, Angela Bassett, that like, I think it's very frustrating that a more in-depth conversation had earlier in the film probably could have reached the same yeah. result. The fact that Namor is capable of compromise is like, that's so annoying. Yeah, all I, these I, people died or your people died as well because yeah. you wanted you were so eager to go to war right away yeah and i i know this has been your big issue with the film but i think that i don't think he was capable of compromise until that point <sighs> but it's not like i never find 
words and uh, conversation to character be, development to be a satisfying form of character <laughs> development. I think action and um, result is well. Getting more, one of your wings cut off and then mm. almost dying like that's an action. When he got his wing foot wing cut off. He's like, well, thank God, now I don't look like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I don't know. I just I think it's like ah oh, God. Like if in real life, if I was Shuri, I'd be like, you killed my fucking mum, dude. Mm. You killed my fucking mum, and you but were always also, able to. Like, I, so the thing the thing is that I feel like for this to be a valid complaint you're ignoring such massive parts of the film like how so so like like shuri uh when she goes to the ancestral plane expecting to see her mum or yeah. even her brother who they obviously couldn't <laughs> imagine get. if they pulled that off yeah <laughs> that um she sees killmonger because they are cousins and he's essentially because it's like you go to the ancestral plane and you learn something from an ancestor and She's so consumed by rage at this point that she's going to just go on straight kill no more. Mm. And again, it's this thing of like she's serving cunt at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't think that she was capable. In the same way, I don't think Namor was capable of compromise until that point. I don't think she was capable of sparing his life until after that point. Yeah, cool. and so that but yeah, because so Killmonger says you're so consumed by rage, you're just like me, and she's like, no, I reject that philosophy, and. But so, the, but there's still a part of her that's so filled with rage because yeah, you kill my fucking mum. Mm. That it's not until that moment where, yes, she shows her mercy, and and there's this thing of like as well that that the thing that changed Namor's mind is that he's shown mercy where he knows in that situation he wouldn't show himself mercy, mm. and I think that that's a really powerful. Like that's what changes his mind, and these things of like oh they could have just talked earlier they couldn't have. I, but they do talk earlier. They have, they have a well, quite yeah, yeah, a pleasant yeah. conversation earlier. But they the couldn't film. have reached this maybe this may- conclusion after because of they uh, unless they had all these actions which uh, do speak louder. I, than I words. love actions. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think maybe then what I'm actually asking for is maybe they over-explain it. Maybe maybe right. it, maybe it needed to be yield. He yields. We ignore the implicate the, the fact. I wouldn't have realized if they hadn't gone. Okay, so now this is the deal we worked out. Like yeah. maybe if it, if that had been left off screen and maybe in a, a small piece of voiceover toward the end of the film, they go, "We are going to, we'll help them if they need help." Mm. Like I think it's because it's. I just found it really frustrating to have that. Um, and you know, it reminds me of when, like, you know, the I can explain. No, I won't let you explain. Walks mm. out of room. Entire romantic comedy predicated mm. on this like lack of being able to sit down and listen. Like, yeah. I guess it, it feels like that. Um, right. Yeah. Mm. But didn't hate it and uh, didn't love it. Though I li- I really liked Angela Bassett. Uh, yeah, I, I really liked it. Angela Bassett is potentially in the running for an Oscar for this mm. film, which could be, could be fun. Uh, only one credit scene in this film though, interestingly. And it's a, it's a really interesting one because it's, it's the, it's a mid credit scene. It comes after the sort of stylized credits and it's just, the credits come in the middle of the scene. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't think of another time in the MCU where it's literally just been the credit scene is just the next frame from the last shot. 
Uh, it's not exactly what you're saying, so maybe I shouldn't bring it up. But um, Morbius, Morbius's post-credit scenes could have been one post-credit scene that they split up with yeah, different yeah. batches of credits, which I yeah. thought was kind of like just show <laughs> us all at one time. Yeah. Like. But we, yeah, we, um, Nakia reveals to um, Shuri. Shuri that T'Challa had a child, also named T'Challa, and was raised through the blip. Mm. And uh, he's a terrible actor. <laughs> what, the six-year-old kid? Yeah. No, eight, I think. Oh, okay. So bad. Well, let's, instead of focusing on the acting ability of a child, <laughs> like I think what what's more like kind of weird is like, you motherfuckers are just trying to make it so Black Panther's still T'Challa, mm. right? Like, that's, that's the purpose. Yeah. Is they're figuring out how to do it. And, you know, in 10 years when that kid's 18... He'll be the Black Panther, and it'll be yeah. And now the Black Panther's name is T'Challa, and uh, nothing happened, yeah. <laughs> nothing changed. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Interesting though, about talking about the blip that the Ryan Coogler has said that the had Chadwick lived, this film would have been about you know him being this guy who this mm. this ruler of a country who lost five years of his life in dealing with mm. lost time, and I think God. that it's. Sounds so good. I think yeah, it yeah. sounds so much better than Wakanda yeah. Forever. It's so, I mean, you know, you can't hold that against him. It's like when people are like, they should have just killed Leia in The Last Jedi <laughs> because they knew she was going to die a year later. Like, yeah, you can't just plan for. I know, it's just frustrating because yeah. that sounds like, that actually sounds like the MCU movie I've wanted since Endgame yeah, yeah. is like something that actually deals with some heavy ramifications of five yeah. years where everyone disappeared. And you could still do that, like... Yeah. Also, the other thing about when she shows No More Mercy, she says the same line that T'Challa says to Zemo in Civil War. Right. So it's, it's like a callback. Because, he again, he showed Zemo Mercy. And I think that's... Yeah, she realized she was on the path to become a Killmonger. And that's, like, cementing her on the path of becoming t'challa right right okay did we just jump back to a previous yeah, talking did, point yeah. what's going on i am um, yeah i think i'm turning around on it which in what way i think you i think because we've had a really good conversation you have changed your mind when i don't think you were capable of compromise earlier on <laughs> Yeah. So the MCU 2022, mm, the, the films only. The though. films only. Do what not you, speak of the TV shows yet. Well, I haven't. You brought them up. So I mean, we should wrap this up because you've got a TikTok to go make. <laughs> 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 but yeah, what, uh, what did you think of this year overall, film-wise? Um, and what do you think of where we're headed? I don't know. I feel uh, like I'm attached to it with a chain at this point mm. and you can get occasionally some promising stuff like black panther 2 but then you can also get stuff where, where it's with like thor love and thunder where you're like how long are we gonna keep doing this for and maybe maybe multiverse of madness is more responsible for that well it's interesting actually. that yeah like it does feel like we kind of got the whole spectrum of marvel this yeah, year yeah. like nothing and still i feel like phase four like has a because yeah, the phase four is finished film wise. Right there you go. That I feel like it had a bit of a cap on it. This like post end game thing. So it's like, what kind of forever is as as good as a phase four film can be? It feels like. Mm. And then we kind of got the like, all right, let's take it really seriously. Then we got let's take it really silly. And then you've got multiverse of madness. Is what happens when you try to do both? Mm. And it multiverse of madness feels like 
like scene to scene it's it's blocked out to this is a marvel scene this is a sam raimi scene mm. and it's really conflicting with each other yeah, i thought yeah. um but yeah no yeah well yeah we can talk about phase four overall then all right what do you think uh probably the worst phase yeah it's, so it's, far it's very i i think that when we at phase 10 we're going to look back at phase four as the one that was just introduced as many fucking characters as we can. Because I think obviously Secret Wars, they want to be this big in-game style team-up event. And because they don't really have like a... They don't have like a, oh, what's it going to be like when the Avengers meet the Guardians? You know, like these two distinct... Right. We've, we've seen everything, like... like And even the first Avengers film, how are these six characters going to work together the idea of a team up isn't exciting anymore there's we don't there's mm. no more like how's this one gonna work with this one so we just we're now at a stage where it's like let's get as many famous actors as we can signed on to these roles mm. and then when secret wars comes we're gonna have fucking everyone in hollywood in this film mm. and i think that yet yeah, this phase four you look at all the tv shows all the movies there's they've all introduced a, a key new character mm. um so you don't just try for the for this example for this um round we have america chavez yeah yeah um we've got i you could say mighty thor or love mm. of love and thunder and then we're kind of forever we've got a new black panther and then it's riri williams who's getting around series but then yeah the, the tv series talking like last year because we got the one, the shows we got this year, a lot of they were all, or most of them were, um, like based around a new character. Well, like who's talking stories. about the shows now? But if we look at last year's shows, it's like, um, you know, Hawkeye, we get Kate Bishop, mm. um, WandaVision, we get the kids, we get um, Photon, we get uh, Loki as Sylvie and all the variants and Kang and the concept of variants then what else was there last year what if introduced all the bunch of new variants that we can now see in live action um yeah and then there was one more i'm sure there was yeah falcon the winter soldier falcon the winter soldier had um introduced foul and mm. um what's the US name john agent. walker yeah yeah and getting the shows last the movies last year it's like we had florence Pugh. we had yeah, yeah, yeah. all of the eternals shang chi and then what was the fourth film last year was Spider-Man No Home was the concept of the, yeah. the multiverse on the big screen. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, th- I think that phase four is going to go down as the just introduces as many fucking characters. It's the, the Iron Man 2 of phases. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and especially introducing younger versions of mm. of our heroes yeah, um, yeah. so that they can be around for a lot longer. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cynical way to look at it, but it is a very, like corporate it's a very cash money this is the way to be this is the time to be cynical about the mcu maybe yeah. they can crawl it back but i i think my days of being impressed and and emotionally moved are numbered by mm. this franchise which is you know maybe that's the nature of franchise therefore the nature of our podcast about right. how art can only be so good until there's too much of it yeah right so you think that we should give up the podcast no i think we should pivot the podcast to be a critique of um of franchises franchises yeah yeah 
Wow, wow, what a villain turn. What a- wow, and they'll blow up a hospital. <laughs> you know, yeah. the hospitals have had it too good for too long. <laughs> hospitals have been resting on their laurels <laughs> for too goddamn long. Yeah, any final thoughts before we sign off and do a live post credit scene? No, I think that's all my thoughts. Do you have any final thoughts? I've got other thoughts, but not about the MCU. Okay, well, that's good. I have only MCU thoughts. Wow. Uh, sweet well if you guys liked this episode thank you very much for listening we will be talking about the mcu uh disney plus tv and special event stuff next fortnight so stay yeah, tuned to wait for, for one of them to bloody come out yeah that's why it's <laughs> timed this way mm-hmm. um and yeah if you enjoy this please uh like us on twitter if that's still uh, alive by the time you're listening to this mm-hmm. you can also like us on or follow us on um uh, instagram at cole popshire you can join the discord which there is a link to in the show notes and you can also donate at patreon.com slash cole popshire where you can do all sorts of things including uh, give us something to talk about in the post credit scene which is coming up right after this music ends Welcome along to the post-credit scene. <laughs> this is a segment at the end of each episode. Review, donate five dollars or more over at Patreon.com/slash Popshire. You get to give us something to talk about. In this, the post-credit scene, Richard, I can see who it's from and what it is. You're gonna want to open this one. I think it might be quite long. <laughs> it's longer than that. It's like a whole fucking script. <laughs> <laughs> what a one to do in person right, I'm adjusting my mind oh, yeah. <laughs> okay this song comes to us from Vincent Musso who mm. says can you please perform the short sketch Spicy Pony Head from the Casper Hauser comedy group it consists of a conversation between a guest in a restaurant and his waiter the waiter has a very thick French accent I've written it out for you do you want to do the waiter or the guest how's your French accent um not very good. Not very good. <laughs> no, nah, I can do the French one if you want. Okay, I'll be the guest then. <laughs> Are you ready to order? Uh, I am, but I have a question about one thing on the menu. What is spicy pony head? It is a spicy pony head. <laughs> it is a pony head, but spicy. Imagine a pony without the body. I know what a pony is. I just... Spicy is a mech of your mouth on a fire. <laughs> I know what spicy is too. It's just when I see a pack animal on the menu. It is a lot of food, eh? We also have a demi bonnie head. This is one half bonnie. No, I don't want a demi pony head. I don't want any pony head. I try not to eat things I would rather, I would ride at the fair. Oh, so you would not eat the monkey? I wouldn't ride a monkey at the. Okay, touche. Just, you know what? Bring me a flank steak, medium rare, side salad, blue cheese, okay? Spicy, bonnie here, the flank steak, salad, and the blue cheese. W- what did you just say? Cheese. No, before that. Bleh. No, you said spicy pony head. All, are all of your steaks pony head meat? It's not all of the steaks. It depends on what the fisherman brings. Uh, okay, it's, it's, it's a seafood, like a pony fish or a seahorse a pony is not a seahorse a pony is a big beautiful baby with a long sick tail chop the head off spice pony Brr. pony as you see it in the field in a cave making love to your wife a pony okay you know what i don't have a lot of time can you just bring me a vegetable soup there is no pony head in your vegetable soup there is no pony in the soup 
What do you mean? The pony is very near the soup. Is as like he's drinking a beautiful fountain. Like a pony head garnish. Okay. No, don't. No, okay, okay. Just bring me a salad, okay? There's no pony head in the salad. There's no pony head trying to eat the salad. How can this pony head eat the salad? The salad is inside the pony head. Why? If we not put the salad in the pony head, how will it not be on the floor? Put it on a plate. I ask a plate, not if spicy pony head. What about a bowl? No. Why? I do not know what this is. A bowl. A bowl? A bowl. A bowl? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? A bowl. It's round like a helmet. Oh, a helmet, huh? Oh, helmet. Perhaps we put your wine in that boot. Good night. Sweet. Well, do we want to do a little debrief on that, AJ? What did you think? It was was funny. Yeah. I mean, we we have in the past said... You know, give us a, a little script to read. Yeah, right. Like, usually it's just a question, but technically we do say give us something to talk about. Not- yeah, I think we've said before, like, when we did the um, Abbott and Costello routine. Mm. Yeah, we... Um, you know what, AJ? I think we served cunt tonight. <laughs> I think I said pony here. <laughs> oh, 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 pony cunt. 